0: Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan.
1: Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Joe's across from me. Don't interrupt me. I'm
2: on a roll. Rob Sanders, our fabulous producer. Blah, blah. I'm strikingly handsome. What else do you need to know? Well, you look like you've been struck recently.
3: <laughs> I'll give
2: you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wise guy. Eh? Yes, What? I, what can I tell you? Welcome back. How good was, to see you again. How was your weekend? It was very good. Very good. Very good. What went wrong? Not a thing. Come on. <laughs> was it warmer than you thought it was going to be? I, it was, but I found a way to cool off. I pressure washed the front of the house, and the cold water blowing back in my face made for a very refreshing day. <laughs> yeah, that's what power washing's all about. It's really about getting soaked. Soaked, right. Well, I certainly accomplished that, let me tell you. And you're a power washer, huh? Electric or gas? Gas. Yes. Oh, man, of course, you um, know I love my gasoline.
1: <laughs> I guess so. Joe never sought a two-cycle gallon of gas he didn't want to burn up.
2: So. Or a four-cycle. I'll no, take no any, kidding, any cycles regular. you get. Well, any you. cycles you can give me, I'll take. <laughs> <laughs> and I filled cans full of gas over the weekend and carried them in my car. Do you miss the pontoon boat <laughs> when we get into these uh, dregs of summer here? Actually, no.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're still enjoying the. It was app too.
2: It was too hot. Today would be too hot to go out. Iowa. You okay. you'd burn
1: up. Okay. Even if you stay under the shade Shade of
2: the shade thing. All right, Unfortunately, we'll lo- as the boat moves, the shade changes, and sometimes you just can't follow the shade. Okay. Well, at least you can make your own breeze then. You know, it can putter at about two miles <laughs> an
1: hour and make a two mile per hour breeze. That's true. On the mark sponsor of the Sunbury Motor Company, please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll free line now wide open. Call us now. one 800 795-9565. Rob Satter, fabulous producer standing by, now ready to take your call. We'd love to hear from you. one 800 Hundred seven nine five nine five six five. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com. We have one email left over from uh, Friday. I'll call that up with extra large fonts so Joe can read it. So <laughs> thanks. Uh, no, no problem. Not problem. You know I'm there for you. So there's that. And uh, we also could enjoy a text from you. You send it to our text connect system. Uh, you can text us at seven zero two three six. You got to include the keyword. OTM these days to make sure that we get your message so you you have to already be a member and that's easy enough just text uh, WDKOK uh, to 70236 include the keyword OTM and if you're not already a TextConnect member boy sign up we'd love to have you on board and uh, we'll keep you informed about breaking national and international news using the TextConnect system. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number again we'd love to hear from you
2: today. All right. We have lots going on over the weekend. Uh, Yeah. Why don't we read the email since we promised that? I didn't promise it. I made no such promise. I made the promise. (laughs) All right. Well, then you get delivered. You have to suffer. I heard yesterday on television that Joe Manchin is going to cave to the Democrats in his vote rather than keep elections the way they were, and he calls himself a man? This pathetic (laughs) waste of a member of Congress has absolutely no backbone. He knows what is right and all along has proclaimed he was not going to vote for the Democrats. Democratic takeover of voting. He let Pelosi and Schumer put the squeeze on him, which is ridiculous since he isn't going to run for office again. This man has to live with himself, as once that voting is over, we will have to live with his lack of respect for the rest of the country. Shame, shame, shame. Wow. Shame. She's irritated (laughs) at him. Well, you know, it's...
1: Uh, but is it, it, is it possible that he's looking for the center ground, hoping to do what's best for everybody in the country and, and trying to forward a
2: compromise? I'm oh, sorry, okay. <laughs> Just a little joke there. Well, what's what's best for the country? I mean, I don't think that this, you know... This well, attempt. This attempt. Rights. On one hand, you have Republicans who may be trying to do some things, some of which I completely agree with, some of which I well, maybe are questionable. On the other hand, you have the Democrats who are basically saying, "You come across the border illegally. Here's a thousand dollars, a voting card, and register Democratic." Mm,
1: I don't think it's quite that bad. Stan, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in.
4: Good morning. Uh, did you see online uh, they had a wonderful safe? I mean, unsafe weekend in Chicago this weekend. Another one, all the people that got shot because of a Lori Lightfoot you know on strict I mean open gun, gun <laughs> laws?
2: Yeah, all right. <laughs>
4: did, you, did, you, did you see the video of the you know they had I guess they have a Puerto Rican heritage parade or something out there every year that brings people in from all across the country. And there's a video online of uh, of people, a couple flying a Puerto Rican flag on their car.
3: Oh, and they really? were
4: stopped and drug out of their car and shot right in the middle of the street. There's video of it. Can you imagine that happening in such a flying upstanding city as Chicago?
1: <laughs> so what's the solution? What are we going to do to end this chaos?
4: Maybe they should start arresting the scumbags when they commit the crimes and putting them in jail or executing them the way it should be.
1: Okay, so law enforcement's and part send of a it. message. What else?
4: Well, oh, no, that pretty much would take care of it because scumbags will get guns. <laughs> now, they blame it on Illinois. I mean, let's see, that's in Illinois. They blame it on Indiana and their lax gun laws. That that's why Illinois has all their gun problems. That's a pile of horse dung.
2: I like that, though. But, uh, what was that you said somebody will get guns? Who was that? Uh, what was the word you used? Outlaws? No, you use he used it scumbags. Oh. scumbags. Scumbags will get yeah. guns. Yes, on, I like guys. that.
1: <laughs> okay, so some... <laughs> Okay, so universal gun laws. Uh, if uh, Let's see, if Indiana strengthened their gun laws and we had more law enforcement in Chicago, what else? You need the third leg. Well, of no,
4: no, no, no. See, I don't have a problem with Indiana's gun laws because that's not the case. Okay. All right, that's what Chicago blames it on, but that's not the case because federal law prohibits any individual which the majority of firearms used in crime and these people were shot You know the the people celebrating Puerto Rican history, or whatever they were celebrating there, they were shot with handguns. It's illegal by federal law to go to another state, purchase a handgun, and bring it back to your state. Okay, illegal. I can't go into Ohio, Maryland, New York, and purchase a handgun to bring it back to Pennsylvania. Now, that being said. You know, to purchase it right there and carry it out of the store. I can go to any of those states and purchase it and have it sent to a dealer in my state and then do the transfer in Pennsylvania. That's the way it's legally done. Mm -hmm. But we know that (laughs) the scumbags aren't getting their guns by legal means. Plain and simple.
2: Okay, well... Don't uh, don't be a shrinking violet. Tell us what you really think of these people. Oh, that's, that's what I think. Because shrinking anybody that's willing to it. walk up
4: to a car, drag the you know the couple out of the car, they drug them out, shot them in the street. Whether they killed them or not, I'm not sure. All I need mean, is the woman's laying there, she's dead. The guy tried to cover her up, and they shot him twice. And I think they were both laying there when everybody ran away.
2: Well, I mean, there's that's a group got, of them. all across the country, there is just huge spikes in the number of murders and shootings based on the fact that they have defunded the police in those communities. I think Portland's up like 533 percent with murders. They defunded police? Yes. In, in Chicago?
1: Well, they, they, yeah, they, they cut back. the police. How the, much the did they cut back? The officials,
4: right? the ones that are in control of the police, harassed the cops. In Portland, the whole uh, rapid response team that were supposed to fight the riots, yeah, you some know, the riots, you know, go against the riot. that whole team quit and said, we're not doing it anymore. They're still cops. But they quit. They stopped. They said no more because they arrested one of the. They, con- uh, they indicted one of their members, something about, I guess he was a little rough on a, on a reporter or one of the. the rioters one of the or pro- protesters.
2: So they, he you
1: know, the, he the came down.
4: The DA indicted him.
2: He came down on a protester, is the way I heard it. So. Right,
1: and he got uh, indicted. Indicted, So right. After an examination. But do you feel as though that uh, roughing but up of the what's officer interesting. was okay, Stan?
4: I don't know. I didn't see the video, okay. which I I don't know. But they, they they constantly they're all all over the cops in in Atlanta. When that cop had to shoot that guy, that had to the taser, they fired him. They had to re rehire him because they, you know, after the investigation, which was real on video, it's real easy to see. They said, "Oh well, maybe he wasn't wrong." And then police union mm-hmm. got involved, and they had to rehire him, but it, he immediately fired him. They, hmm. they don't have the cops backs now. Sometimes. I will admit, sometimes the cops go a little overboard, and they know it, and there's other cops that will admit that these cops, certain cops, go overboard. And that is a problem, and those people need to be weeded out. But the majority of those cops are just there, they wanna go home too at night.
5: Well. You know,
6: they're
4: given laws that they're supposed to enforce, and they go out and enforce them, right or wrong. And if, you know, if some of these laws are shouldn't be enforced because they shouldn't be in existence to start with, that's not the cop's fault.
2: That no, is, it's, not cop, it's not the It's not the cop's fault. But you know, I, I look at it this way: the police in this country do a difficult job, and sometimes they're going to overreact. You know, I've seen I've seen instances Might where be
1: instinct, you know, and human nature. That's well, I mean, in you this.
2: know, somebody chase, gets in a, their car and and flees a police officer. You know, they're chasing them. Their adrenaline gets up. You know, finally they get the guy pulled over. He runs on foot. They have to run after him. You know, human nature being what it is, sometimes you're not going to be too gentle on someone like that. And, you know, and uh, is that wrong? Probably. They should have better training or they should be able to hold their emotions in check more often. But they are still human beings and subject to the same angers and frustrations that the rest of us suffer.
4: Well, if they do have to chase somebody and tackle them, generally when you tackle somebody, somebody's getting hurt. Especially if it's on blacktop, somebody's getting hurt.
2: Including the officer. Just the way it is. Well, in Chicago this weekend, five people were killed and forty-four injured in shootings. Right. Right. So.
1: And
4: it's totally unnecessary. That
2: was a nice weekend.
4: That was a lot. That was a good the weekend. Problems are, and they don't go into these neighborhoods <laughs> and clean
1: them up. All right. Thank you so much, Stan. Really appreciate all your good, good viewpoints. Call back if you just have to. Give us more. That right. sounds like a charity. Well, there
4: was one in there was one in Flint also over the weekend for I guess Saturday where evidently a woman in a car drove up to a cop that was the cops were providing security for a June the Juneteenth parade celebration or whatever it was. From what the reports are saying she drove up and started shooting at the cop. Hmm. Cop there was a woman. The cop ended up killing her shouting through the car. He got hit. The video, there's video of that too.
1: So there's a criminal behavior. Well, I don't behavior.
4: understand what people are thinking.
1: All right, thank you so much, Stan. Appreciate the call, Mike. Stand by. We will be right back.
7: When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys
1: Joe, you knocked my phone charger on the ground through all your machinations this morning. I'm terribly sorry. No, I don't think you are. <laughs> I think you're saying that I'm going to have to teach you how to do an apology.
2: Miled, is... gracias for your forbearance. Mike, you're on the mark. Yeah, good morning.
8: I morning believe it was uh, Dan that said that uh, the mayor of. Chicago said that the gun violence there is due to the lax gun laws in a neighboring state. Did I hear him correctly?
2: There are people
1: who believe that, stand. yes. Stan. Yeah,
8: yeah. Stan, okay. So <clears throat> that, that is a narrative. It's, the, you keep hearing over and over, and to me it's just about like any other political narrative. When you do the research and dig into the facts, the narrative is generally false, or twist it around to manipulate you. For instance, we just had uh, Joe Biden come out and say that he wants to make the rich pay their fair share, to tax them more. And But when you start looking at the numbers and see what the top 1% pay in the actual uh, amount of money into the federal government, it, it's more... Then basically the bottom half. Okay, I don't have the exact figures on it, but once you get down to the bottom 40 percent, they essentially pay no federal income tax. So what what is the fair share? What what should everyone be paying? And then once uh, public opinion starts shifting a little bit, they the the left and Democrats come out with a uh, uh, another media story. For instance, the one and it was a company called ProPublica or something like that. They came out and said. That, you know these rich, the richest one percent, the elite, essentially, you know, pay like one percent, and and what they did was totally unfair, and once it was exposed, the story was never in the news. They basically said it would be like me, you know, we've had a big housing bubble here in my area, and I, and I, I think that my house probably went up, you know, twenty five percent in the last year in value. Well, that 25% isn't my taxable income. It would only be taxable if I were to sell it under certain circumstances. But for the purposes of the article saying the rich aren't paying their fair share, they said, hey, the, the company Apple increased by $100 billion, but that guy didn't pay any tax on that hundred billion dollars so he was essentially paying no taxes so it was a a complete lie yet it filled the airways and the news and everything for days okay so it's it's not just that i mean it's everything when biden says he wanted to replace all the gas and diesel powered cars with electric cars to save the environment well when you start digging into what the reality of that statement is it's not going to really do anything because at most, you would cut down on greenhouse gases just directly by doing the swap, the one-for-one, one, by 10%, which sounds like a lot, but in the big picture, it's really not. And then that doesn't even take in all the un- unintended consequences of making that shift in the greenhouse gases that are created there. So my point is this. Just like the uh, Mayor Lightfoot saying that her gun issues are caused by a neighboring state, Almost everything that we hear pounded down our throat is essentially false when you look at it or misleading. Just like a year ago when anybody that said the virus most likely, the highest probability of where it came from was the laboratory, they were called nuts and they were censored. So my position is this, perspective comes with longevity and experience. And when you have people on the receiving end of these uh, manipulations, if they don't have the experience or the longevity in life to gain that experience, they're going to believe what they're told, they're going to believe the lies, and they're going to support the Democrat left, and things are not going to look good in two years, four years, six, eight, or however many you want to put on the end of my sentence.
2: All right, so, uh, and so what was is- your offense? Is,
1: is Democrats, are they the, you, you pointed out quite a few Democratic lies, are there any such, is there such thing as a Republican lie?
8: Well, if you go back to the beginning of what I said, uh, these political narratives are put out to manipulate the minds of the people. And we'll go back to this statement. It's often believed that the Democrats are the party of the poor and the working people, but the reality is, That has shifted over the last few election cycles, and the party of the rich is now the Democrats. And you can look at the donor list, you can see where the money's coming from, and that is true. So right now, at this particular point in time, I'm going to have to say that uh, much of the false narratives and the manipulation is coming from the Democrat Party. It comes from both parties, but the overwhelming majority is coming from the Democrat left.
1: What would be an example of any Republican lie, like like the election was stolen or fraudulent? Would that be an example of a Republican lie?
8: Well, the, the, the statement... Well, first of all, they say anyone that questions the integrity of this last election is buying into the big lie, and the, the big lie is the election is stolen. stolen. There's many people like me that question... The uh, integrity of the election, and we want it to be proved whether it was accurate or not, but we're not saying the election was stolen. By saying everyone that supports Trump believes the election is stolen, that is the real big lie, as opposed to the big lie being said that it was stolen.
1: It should be interesting to see how the dynamic you're describing plays out in Harrisburg, with David Argall who chairs one of the election-oriented committees in in the state Senate, is interested in an audit, taxpayer-funded, bipartisan audit of Pennsylvania's last election. How are they going to get bipartisan support for that? Fully, well, he'll invite them to participate, but the state will pay for it. In Arizona, the Republicans are paying for it, but in Pennsylvania, this will be taxpayer-funded and they're going to have to get agreement on this in, in a big hurry because they don't have many voting days left before they go to summer research or recess. So uh, we'll see how that plays out. But I understand what you're saying, Mike. I think, uh, you know, if, if if you don't have confidence in the election, even if you find nothing through an audit, at least you uh, sort of underscore your confidence a little bit, or you might find that somebody was lying about the election. And as for Democratic lies being more abundant than Republican, I would I would have easily guessed it was the other way around, but I guess that's... <laughs> of course you would. But see, I think that's... that's We hear things differently, if depending upon whether we're conservative or Democrat. It isn't just that we say things and believe things and feel things differently, but I think we hear things differently. You know, when, when I, if I put the word voter ID out there, Joe immediately thinks of, you know, people trying to defraud the election or coming up with lame excuses why they can't get an ID. But if I hear the word voter ID, I think that this is a an opportunity to disenfranchise individuals who do wish to vote because we know that happens if you have voter id laws and do we know that stricter. it happens
2: that people can't get ids if they really want them we uh, we
1: know that no if, we don't know if, that if you tighten up voter id laws you you end up with a number of individuals who do not vote of their own volition
2: they can't afford How it they can't find not the vote ids now. they can thousands and thousands of people who in most elections the majority of the people don't vote so uh, what's, the, what's the deal here? <laughs> well, that's but, their fault.
1: <laughs> you
8: know, you know, that can be solved with uh, ballot harvesting. Once, once we get into ballot harvesting made legal across all 50 states by H.R. 1, we, we can basically get a ballot from just about anybody that we want if you work hard enough. Okay, And that, that harvesting can be said, hey, I'm going to harvest only in Democrat uh, precincts, and I'm not going to harvest in Republican or, or whatever. I mean... The, the idea that Zuckerberg, it was a Zuckerberg Facebook guy and his wife, you know, $500 million to get out the vote in only uh, Democrat-heavy uh, areas, I mean, who is the party of the rich? I mean, we're, we're arguing and, and we're trying to discuss, you know, who's lying more, but the bottom line is you start right at the top. The, the lies come one after another out of Joe Biden. The, the, the border is closed, yet there's 200,000 people on the way every month to this border. There's, there's more illegal aliens than there are illegal guns, and we don't hear a word about illegal aliens anymore because you're not allowed to say illegal alien.
1: Yeah, we had to beep you there. <laughs> no, I'm just I'll say, say it. Illegal alien. Just kidding. Little <laughs> joke there. Come
8: on now. We're, we're talking about the federal... The federal, uh, you know, everything that's written in the federal laws, illegal aliens, been purged from the list. How is that? You know, yeah. And so think about it. We talk about things being purged from the dictionary in, you know, North Korea, Russia, the Soviet Union. It's happening right here in the United States
2: the big purge. All right. Thank you so much, Mike.
1: Yeah, thanks, thanks, Mike. Appreciate
8: for, thanks your call as always. In. You guys take care now. Appreciate Mike. that.
2: Tom, however, does not appreciate his call. Tom no. says, listening to these first two callers, I can see clearly see why this country is in the mess it's in. Sad. What nonsense. The country's in a mess because of the democratically elected president who isn't doing his job, in my opinion. (laughs) And not that he couldn't do it. You know, I I just worry. It used to
1: be capable, you're thinking.
2: Well, I think at one point in Joe Biden's, you know, you have the used expired by date on merchandise. It's Joe's it's passed his expire-by date, <laughs> to be perfectly oh, what about, honest with you.
1: Uh, what about some of the Supreme Court justices? Although they have specifically, when they get uh, selected, no expiration date. <laughs>
2: Right. They are, they are <laughs> good for they the duration.
1: actually expire. <laughs> expire,
2: right. If they expire, there's a, the expiration Absolutely. date. Absolutely. But, you know, the Supreme Court recently has been defying all odds. They've been coming back with nine to nothing decisions. How can you say the court's leaning one way or the other when they agree unanimously? Well, yeah, and I think uh, that's, you know, whether these
1: justices were conservative before they got to the U.S. Supreme Court. Now they are all constitutionalists through and through and through. So, you know, they may have a conservative view of some things. But but when it comes to looking at the Constitution, well, look at that health care. You know, they l- they looked at that law. Now, that law didn't really determine that the uh, uh, Obamacare was illegal. It really determined that the plaintiffs didn't have standing. So, yeah. you know, that didn't really give it another test. But it's certainly it's going to be a while till we have another significant test. But we have gun law tests coming up. We well, have abortion rights laws that. coming up. So we're going to hear, you know, by the, by the time the summer is over, we're going to know what this U.S. Supreme Court is all about.
2: I think it's the politicians who are the problem. I always remember what Will Rogers said. He said, uh, politicians and diapers should be changed frequently (laughs) and for the same reason. Why? Because they're – oh, I get it. They're full of (laughs) – Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. you know so we, we we really have all these politicians i saw bernie sanders this morning talking about this bizarre notion of what infrastructure is now infrastructure to me is bridges roads things like that Not he's talking else, he's right. got a liberal wish list of things that we're going to give away for free to he's everybody he's talking
1: about strengthening families and the nation's
2: underground infrastructure one of our
1: listeners says new election laws being written de- disenfranchise no one but they strengthen the security of the vote. Amen. All right, thank you so much for that text. We'll take more. This is WDKOK Sunbury. We got open phones during the 9 a.m. hour. Good morning, everyone from WDKOK Sunbury. Greetings, welcome on board, KOK's live telephone talk show, On The Mark. I'm Mark, Joe's here, Rob's there, and you are where you are, hopefully dialing 1-800-795-9565. That's 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwklok.com or text us at 70236, include the keyword OTM. On The Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. We invite you to check out their two locations, North 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury, where they have thousands of vehicles. I checked out the website this morning. They have 17 Ford F-150s there with the most reasonably priced one. I think, uh, if I got it right, $40,000. Of course, they are. So they got my uh, super deluxe, extra wonderful, dually long bed uh, F-250 tricked out for about seventy dollars But nonetheless, uh, I don't need that much truck, so I've ordered one, and we'll see how that looks when it gets here. Maybe I'll buy that one, too. But you do as I've done. Check out the inventory at sunburymotors.com for North 4th Street in Sunbury or Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's worth That's the Kia dealership. Also, if you are not ready to buy a new vehicle or because of the chip shortage, they don't have the perfect one for you just yet. You can either order it and go to the Quick Lane on North 4th Street and get your car tuned up uh, while you wait for your vehicle to get here. It's about a month or two now. They specialize in all types of service on vehicles, state inspections, nitrogen for tires. They're open Monday through Friday 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturday 6.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. But again, all of these great visits start at sunburymotors.com. You can make an appointment in the body shop, the alignment shop, the parts shop, the quick lane, the new vehicle shop, the pre-owned vehicle shop, or you can just leave a message for Kyle saying, Call me. I'm interested. Mark talked me into a Ford, Hyundai, and a Kia. I won all three, and I just can't wait to do more business with the Sunbury Motor Company, sunburymotors.com. We have been talking about uh, Democrats lying more than Republicans. <laughs> and that is after President Trump's presidency, so we are still uh, agog about that. But uh, we can talk about that very, very violent uh, Chicago weekend, lax enforcement of gun laws in Chicago and uh, other issues leading to some of that uh, violence. I know you're thinking, well, these are complex issues, Mark. You can't just summarize them like that. But that, I think you can. I think if you have violent individuals, you need more law enforcement, right? Isn't that... That seems is reasonable. It simple? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you there. I thought I'd catch you in on this. Oh, you you got so, me on that one, brother. <laughs> no, we can talk about that. Do we need more gun laws or just to enforce existing gun laws? Uh, can we come up with a national standard for gun laws that do promote safety? I think there's some reason that some urban areas are safer than others. Are gun laws a factor there or no? We can talk about that. Uh, let's see. We're going to no, talk about No, they're not. Okay. Thank you. You, <laughs> well, well, you asked. No, you asked.
2: I'm He's telling you. He's really him. been boning up on gun laws. So what's the difference between a pistol and a handgun? A uh, pistol is six bullets, and a handgun has a clip. Okay. A magazine. All right. Magazine. Well, I call it a clip. You call it a magazine. That's to me, a magazine is something that comes in the mail once a week. Okay, month. that is a pretty acceptable
1: <laughs> difference, so we'll, we'll take it. one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. We'd love to hear from you. You can text us at 70236, include the keyword OTM. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com. We do have some brief news headlines here. Pennsylvania gas prices have fallen three cents a gallon in the last week, according to GasBuddy.com. GasBuddy's daily survey of 5,200 stations in Pennsylvania, gas prices are... 1.7 cents per gallon higher now than a month ago and stand at 80 cents a gallon higher than a year ago. You can read the full GasBuddy report at WKOK.com. Weekend recap from Sarah Lover at the Anchor Desk on Sunday.
5: The hospitality industry is back in downtown Lewisburg and in all of Union County, thanks in part to the COVID-19 Hospitality Industry Recovery Program, or CHIRP. The grants were created by the state. They represent our shared experiences, our history, and our future. So I am incredibly excited to see this critical funding under the CHIRP program making its way to those business owners. That's Carrie fisher Lapore, Deputy Secretary of Tourism, Marketing, and Film for the state DCED, who says that overall 19 Union County businesses received CHIRP funding, eight of those in downtown Lewisburg. And Saturday marked the nation's first and Pennsylvania's second observance of Juneteenth, which commemorates June 19th, 1865, when Union troops arrived in Texas and told the last remaining slaves that they were free. Here's what lawmakers in the House and the Senate had to say about the observance.
8: Acknowledge how far we have come as a country, and it shows the great potential that we have to grow as Pennsylvanians and indeed as Americans
2: we have seen an extraordinary increase in community engagement, education, and celebration of the holiday.
3: It is my hope that as years pass, we see this trend continue until Juneteenth is as commonly known as any
5: other holiday. That was Senator Sharif Street and Representative Sue Helm, who both say they're pleased that more people are learning about the holiday. Regionally, an all day event was held in Williamsport as well. I'm Sarah Lover, News Radio 1070, WKOK.
1: And checking some Pennsylvania headlines, Spotlight PA is reporting the Pennsylvania state senator in charge of a key election committee is backing an audit of the November presidential contest, uh, similar to Arizona's partisan ballot review. Four days after former President Donald Trump called him out and claimed he was dragging his feet. State Senator David Argall told Spotlight he does not see any damage in doing one more audit to see if Pennsylvania's election was fraud-free. And Penn Capital Star is reporting that Governor Tom Wolf's approval ratings are plummeting. Uh, Keystone State voters with barely four in ten saying he's doing an excellent or good job, down from 52% in July of 2020 according to a new Franklin and Marshall poll the 13-point drop is tied to a pessimism about the future among state residents with only a third saying they believe the Commonwealth is heading in the right direction and we got gubernatorial election next year so all of yes. this is going to be a factor for the Democrats should be well, if the Democrats say if you uh, get to our callers one split second but if a, if the Democrats say well listen we absolutely positively have to keep the governor's mansion what would be a strategy they have some candidates that are ready to go so that, uh, <laughs> no He's running for state senate, senate. senate. That's right. I'm sorry. But, uh, Josh, I thought
2: it make more sense for him to run for governor. I think, but I think he,
1: he's such an anomaly. I don't think. I think there's just too many important decisions that he wouldn't win. But that's anyway. Okay. But anyway, what would you do? Would you? Some people are saying that Governor Wolf should step down, so that whomever's in there is a lame duck, and people like Josh Shapiro can
2: fully campaign and really get out there. Why should he step down? Well, because he's unpopular. Okay, well, if that was the case, Mario Cuomo ought to be out of there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Maybe Uh, we could talk about that. I'll be honest with you. The Democrats uh, and the Republicans are going to have an interesting fight this time. Uh, Who's on the Republican side? Um, Oh, um, Barletta?
1: For governor? Yeah, Lou Barletta. All right. He's got
2: name recognition around Mm -hmm. the state. So he's got an advantage right off the bat. But he's a caustic candidate I mean, he has negative numbers. People
1: say they don't like him. But we'll talk about that. Okay. As long as they know his name. Okay. one 800 What was the
2: song from Cheers? Everybody Wants to Go, Where Everybody Knows Your Name. <laughs> Lance, you're on the mark. Thank you so much for calling in.
6: Hi, guys. Masterful job this morning. Oh, thank you. Why? <laughs> anyway, I'd like to uh, add uh, to uh, Tom's list of uh, <laughs> reprobates here. Um The gun laws in the states that are supposedly causing the problems, okay? What is the crime like there? Is it crazy? I think not. So why do the guns cause the problems in Chicago, but not in the state they come from? That's something to think
2: about. That's because they left that state and went to Chicago, I guess would be the answer. (laughs) (laughs) Are are there super urban areas in India? They stayed where they were, they would have caused problems where they were, right? If they're the yeah. problem, if they're the problem,
6: right, right, and it's like, uh, well, for instance, about the uh, well, the Japanese. Now they have a non-existent murder rate where they live. I mean, where they come from, their home country. I'm saying, and they have a non-existent murder rate here, where they can get all the guns they want to, they would ever want. Now, if the guns cause the crime, don't you think they would have a higher murder rate then?
2: Well, yeah, but the problem is people. So where are the majority right. of the criminals? Are they in right. rural areas or are they in metropolitan areas? You know, unfortunately, they tend to be in metropolitan areas.
6: I get. It. I think maybe it's because the criminals can lose themselves easier, you know, in a metro area. I mean, I, I would follow that one. Uh, it also, there tend to be conservative areas in rural areas.
2: Uh, yeah, we tend to shoot to back them. down here.
6: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure.
2: We want to take on Lawrence when he's packing.
6: Mm. Well, what? Uh, you missed that one, didn't you, Lance? I'm listening. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, but uh, when we uh, think about the folks that uh, you know are causing the problems, uh, they've always been there. I mean, I think it's just that we now allow them to come to the fore because they're not going to get punished. I mean, there are places now in our country that if somebody goes in and shoplifts, there isn't anything you can do about it unless it's over $1,000. San Francisco.
1: What, do you give them a ticket or something, some misdemeanor or something like that?
6: No, I don't think they even do anything anymore. I mean,
1: mm-hmm. for,
2: So shoplifting you know, is legal. In
1: Chicago. Yeah,
6: it's what has become that way. Okay. I think, really, they do get some kind of a ticket.
2: Well, look but at those the, those police officers that resigned or stopped their early intervention uh, program, where 50 of them resigned. Portland. Portland. The reason they did that is because one of their members was indicted for assaulting a uh, or apparently being a little aggressive, let's put it that way, with a protester. But the same DAs in those, in those areas are refusing to prosecute the protesters. Just because it'd be too much trouble, they yeah. were wearing masks and it might be hard to identify. But still, they're giving a pass to the protesters and the people who are rioting, and not to the police. So oh, I mean, that thousands and
1: thousands of people charged in Portland. To be
2: clear, but they're letting a lot of them off. They're oh, not. Fa- okay. They're not well, processing. Not following through with the charges.
1: All right. If you want to deal in general falsehoods, that's fine. But factually speaking, thousands of people have been charged by police and prosecutors in Portland. But anyway, Lance, go ahead. We've come far afield from your point.
6: (laughs) Well, not really. But now, now as we think about the rich, now what Biden wants to do is tax their net worth every blooming year. That's crazy. And also, at death, any unrealized capital gains are taxed.
1: Oh, my gosh. That could be glazillions of dollars.
6: Yeah, right. But think about... Uh, let's say, well, Grandpa owned blue chips for 50 years and passes away, passes it down to the grandkids. Well, all of that wealth that he had accumulated over those years will go kaput so that the next generation, you know, can have something really good.
1: Well, it doesn't get liquidated. Trying. It just gets taxed.
6: Yeah. Well, the gains every year, of course, would get taxed but not the entire uh, amount.
1: So Isn't they would have to be about? liquidated in order for their value to be realized so they can be taxed?
6: Well, the law would say you have to real, you would have to pay tax on the unrealized capital gains,
1: okay. which
6: even in, in families that I know...
1: Alright, well, like I'm, ours, I'm, I'm lost, crazy. but suffice to say proposed tax laws aren't ideal when it comes to taxing the wealthy, correct?
6: No. Okay. Oh well, no what, what I'm saying is here that you do understand that principle. You have an asset, right? It is not taxed until you sell it. When it now as it exists now, the uh, unrealized capital gains, you know, that were never taxed will be taxed at death. See that? You understand that part?
1: Okay. No. But that's all right. Sure. Suffice to say, you do, and it's not fair. It's not right, and it's not an ideal way. And you know, what what should we do, Lance, about individuals like Jeff Bezos who proudly boasts that he pays no income taxes, like you and I? Well, when you did work, you know, in a workaday fashion, you paid income taxes, and uh, you know your fair share, which you were willing to do. Uh, but he doesn't, and of course, he boasts about it. He's very proud of the fact that the he enjoys no earned income that's taxable. Should he be taxed?
6: Well, not on earned income.
1: Should he, he be taxed should. at all?
6: Well, yeah, but I don't quite understand. I don't now. I don't understand how he doesn't pay any tax. when all, And everybody that works for him does not, but it was his money that he gave them right?
1: All right. Well, he gets income from his companies, but the losses that he's endured and the expenses and depreciation on all of his many investments and um, not investments, but, you know, different holdings and so on, they far exceed the the earned income. So your deductions overtake. Like when you were doing taxes, you had a you know, when you had a dependent in your house back in the day, you had a deduction there and of course you have your own deduction as an individual in the U.S. So you Use those, but now he's got so many deductions, and this it's not just him, you know, it's the top 100 people in the U.S. The, earning-wise, their deductions exceed their income.
2: Would you um, take a moment to admit when you're wrong? Sure. I'm reading a story here from KOIN-TV in Portland, the headline of which is, Thousands Arrested, Very Few Prosecuted. And the story says since late May, nearly 1,000 people have been arrested in connection with the protests in Portland. However, the overwhelming majority will never be prosecuted by the district attorney's office. District Attorney Mike Schmidt took over in August and promptly announced his office would presumptively decline to prosecute many protest-related charges.
1: Right. So we got big problems there. They're not prosecuted. They're getting arrested. They get the handcuffs. Right. But at the same no time, they
2: action. are charging and probably going to prosecute the police officer.
1: Right. Right. So they're not uh, proceeding through the courts as the prosecutor right. isn't it's following up. Right. It's be arrested. Okay. It's another
2: prosecuted.
1: I stand corrected. Lance, we'll give you the last word. Go right ahead. Back on your tax maybe topic.
6: A, okay. Maybe I can explain this to you.
1: Well, we I really don't have, we're have time. Unreal life capital gains real quick. No, we don't you, have time. We don't have time. Just another 10 seconds. You series. inherit
6: a house. Okay.
1: All right, we gotta go. Thank, thank you, Lance. I appreciate it. We got the break. We'll be right
7: back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guys' way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors Way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over one hundred years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth.
2: Oh, no, that was. And, Steinhorn. Or a Steinhorn. Yes. Sorry. Right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm have a little trouble with your short-term memory over there, buddy. What was your name again? Joe. Just
1: call me Joe. Jim. Thanks for waiting for days and days and days. You're on the mark. Oh hi. Go ahead. You're on the mark.
9: All right. Hey, I'm calling about the Faberdown bags. I I have my family cottage here across from the Catbird Island, and I lost about four inches of water since Thursday again. And I noticed when I crossed the bridge down there that there's like pleats in these bags that they're replacing with, and the water doesn't come to the top of the dam. And then I saw the last couple of uh, readings, you know, December, 7 seven and a half feet, 7, it always was 8 feet, no matter, you know, we're not in the middle of a summer drought yet. I, I just It's frustrating, that's all.
1: Well, the... Uh... <laughs> River gauge is below the fiber dam, so it will only oh, is it? yeah, it'll measure whatever the river technically whatever it really is. Although it, that's manipulated. Uh, Northumberland. Right, but maybe they're having a dilemma keeping the bag fully inflated. We'll ask the newsroom. I don't if,
9: know, but you know this year they're going to course around and replace another bag. They shut our boating season down a month for the fall fishing. Right.
1: <laughs> you know,
9: well, it,
2: it's always rather shallow up by Catbird Island. No, yeah. you, they get water up there when the dam is up. Than always talks about the fact that he can yeah, tell. Yeah,
9: I'm his neighbor. Oh, okay. Well, you yeah, can well, float up and down.
2: And, right, but there are places up there where your propeller is going to go bang, 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 bang on the bottom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay.
9: Yeah, but uh, like at my beach. I, I, I've never had it go up and down so bad at the beach where you put the boats in. You know, it always is constant.
1: Well, the river level south of the dam has been relatively steady, so maybe they do have some variation at the Faber Dam. We'll ask our news department to check it out.
9: Yeah, check it out. It's like I called two of my other gripes that they don't keep it up for fall fishing.
2: Right. Well, then I was...
9: called. The, I talked to the new guy down there last year, and uh, he says to me, I, "I said you want to get out and get on the river and see where the water goes that this dam goes to." I said, "I'm sure there's people up on North Branch and all of us up here on the West Branch. We pay top dollar on taxes to have places here uh, that we can fish." And keep it up. We don't freeze over until November 30th. And he says, Oh, I, I just turned the island. I never got off the island, you know. Mm-hmm. I think they ought to go off the island and go see where, where,
1: what all this dam does for the area. <laughs> right. Yeah, a lot of boats out <laughs> over the weekend, that's for sure. Alright, thank for you sure. so much, Jim. Thanks for yeah. calling thank in. Thank you. Well, yep. you, used to, see you. A lot,
2: used to see waterway patrolmen out there. I haven't seen the last five years I was boating. I don't think I saw a waterways patrolman out in the river once, but hmm. then... In a boat. Well, I know they're out there. Yeah. They do okay. the BUI stuff. This
1: Cindy, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in.
3: Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. I think this issue about Uh, taxation is an important one because it raises um, certain values that we have here in America and calls them into question. So I looked it up, and the capital gains tax, the tax on a person selling stock. Let's say I had Apple stock, and I sold my Apple stock, and in the process I made $100, right? The tax on that $100 is 20% Mm -hmm. at the most. That would depend on how much other income I had and how high that income went. On the other hand, if I earned $100 working somewhere, my tax could be as high as 37%, depending upon what my income is. So if you have your money in in stock and you make money, and the only way you make it actually is if you sell it, but if you return value to your pocket out of your stock, you get charged basically half as much as if you had gone to some place and worked with the labor of your hands. So th- that says to me that our um, country values labor less than it values investment. And this calls into question what, why we are doing this, I think. Why are we agreeing that, that, should, that people who make their money through stocks should pay less tax on the money, they realize, than people who go down and mow lawns or work in a hospital or, you know, teach in a school, whatever it might be. I, I, I think, if anything, it should be the other way around.
1: Favoring the working class, if you will, right. the blue-collar working class. I do agree class.
3: that that ProPublica article was deceptive, and the reason it's deceptive is this. Many of us own a home, and your home has some value right? And so, are you interested in having a tax system that comes and says every year, well, Cindy, your house is worth $150,000 and therefore, you will this year pay $1,000 because you own a $150,000 house. So that, I I haven't sold it, it's just sitting here and I'm living in it, but they're going to charge me this $1,000, a wealth tax.
1: Right, it's a wealth tax, right?
3: Exactly. and. Are we willing to do that, and to whom are we willing to do that?
6: Of course we're willing. At what
3: level do we (laughs) cut that off? Because for a lot of people, that would be untenable, right? We already charge people for living in their houses with school property taxes, right? With county property taxes, with local taxes. Now are we going to have the federal government charge us, again, just for the privilege of living in your house? I'm not comfortable with that. I don't think that's right. But I do think that we have these disparities in the tax system. And we have another one here in Pennsylvania. You know, the Pennsylvania has $3 billion to spend on education. And I personally believe that at least one-third, $1 third, billion should be put into the pension fund. Because at this point, we Pennsylvanians owe the pension fund a whopping $64 billion. $64 billion we owe that pension fund. And, if, and it's promises we've made as taxpayers through the school boards and the PISA system. So don't we owe our grandchildren and great-grandchildren, the res- our children, the responsibility of paying for this promise we made instead of passing that on to them? So the first thing we should do with that $3 billion is that $1 billion should go right into that fund, even though, <laughs> Mark's going to be quick to point this out, Spotlight Pennsylvania has brought to light that there's apparently some chicanery going on in that fund, and it's, there's a federal investigation about what's going on with that fund, which is very troubling to me. Bad enough it's 64 billion dollars in the hole, but then to find out that people, both that are appointed who run that thing, are could be uh, engaging in some kind of misconduct or malfeasance. Not to mention the fund itself has yet to equal. The kind of earnings that you would get if you had just put it in a general mutual fund that followed the stock market. So we're paying these people a king's ransom in fees that comes out of that fund. And they're not even delivering what would happen if we just stuck it all in a mutual fund that followed the index.
2: Well, if you remember, one of the things that uh, former State Representative Fred Keller was trying to do was resolve that issue. He had just been appointed to the Peacers Board when, and was hoping to bring some reform to it when he got elected to the United States Congress. I don't think anybody who had Fred's interest has since been appointed to that board. But Fred wanted to do something about it and he wanted to make it work and he wanted to get Pennsylvania's taxpayers some relief.
3: Well, and the board now is refusing to give the documents surrounding the issues that have been coming up To the new members of the board, refusing to give them that information. See, that's very troubling to me. The Pizer's people are refusing to surrender facts about how they're managing that money to new board members. That's wrong. And there's a a movement. There's
2: a movement to fire their head and their uh, chief financial officer, the investment officer. It sounds like they're certainly incompetence, if not malfeasance.
3: Well, it's very troubling, but we, one way or the other, by law, we owe the $64 billion to right. this fund. So <laughs> I say
1: we let a third this of
3: that money, $1 billion out of the $3 they got from the feds, should go into that fund to try to shore it up over time, potentially. It could earn interest, it could earn value increases that could help to mitigate this problem. All right, we got that's you, that. That's what I think. Good
2: point. All right, thank, thank you, you thank so you. much.
1: And that's what the show is all about, you calling us and tell us what, what you, you think. think. <laughs> 1-800-795-9565. We're talking about taxes, capital gains, PSERs, school taxes, school pensions, and the upside-down pension system, and the at least incompetent uh, management of some of the PSERs money, the Pennsylvania State Employees Retirement System. And we also talked about gun laws and lax enforcement in some states and but we have an
2: even better topic to discuss that we haven't gotten to yet and that we've been trying to get to since the start of the program should mein kampf be mentioned in a high school yearbook is the heart of that matter. right where a student listed it as his favorite book and one uh, one team <laughs> worse where, that, where they worse are called... the same school has an indian mascot. Right. <laughs> yeah, they are all <laughs> over the place. Oh, this is awful uh, stuff. We're going to talk about that <laughs> when we come back. Alright, we are
1: enjoying Open Phones. 1-800-795-9565. i am Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe McGranahan is directly across from me. Rob Sanders, our fabulous producer. we got Open Lines. 1-800- 795 You can email us at onthemarket@kok.com, or do as one of our good listeners has done and text us uh, at 70236 and he put in the OTM code. So we're going to read that on the radio when we come back. Welcome back. WKOK Live telephone talk show on the mark. 1 800 795 9565 is the telephone
2: number. Upper right hand corner, please, Joe. One of our texters says the Bezos of the world use the tax code by the government to pay as little income tax as possible. You want to place blame? Look at Congress. That's a good point. The
1: the rich people use their lawyers and lobbyists to convince Congress to lower the taxes and add more deductions. It's a nasty cycle of of involvement. Uh, The proposed tax on the wealthy would be essentially a property tax on the perceived value at the time, says another listener. So thank you for that. Lance, you get 60 seconds. Okay.
6: Okay. Now, you inherit a house. (laughs) Grandpa, back in 1970 or so. $10,000 Pay ten thousand dollars for it. It is now worth a hundred and thirty five. You pay tax on the capital gains of right, right, all right. that hundred and twenty five. That's the way he wants it to work. I think that's fair.
1: Who is he? Mr. Biden? President Biden? Yes. Okay. Yes. Well it seems a little excessive. <laughs>
6: Yeah, well, that's what uh, I was trying to explain, but I think I should have started out with a house example to start with, and I apologize.
1: Begin with the end in mind. Who said that? <laughs> Doctor <laughs> Doctor Stephen Covey. <laughs> okay, thank you so and, much, Lance. And Mark
6: Twain did the diaper thing.
1: Oh, good. Thank you very much. That's well
2: said. I'm sorry. It was Mark Twain. I said Will Rogers. Oh my gosh! You can't remember anything.
1: You're no, misremembering
2: I can't. now, Joe. Hit him. No, it. it is Mark Twain. All right. The Washington Post is reporting that the Cambridge Central School District, about an hour from Albany in upstate New York, has been dealing with two potential sources of embarrassment, its yearbook and its mascot. Both issues in this predominantly white rural district are about race. In late May, the district's high school halted distribution of its 2020-2021 yearbook after discovering that a senior boy had named Hitler's Mein Kampf as his favorite book. When I read about this, I first thought administrators should let it be, from now, when other alums are ruling on flattering perms, are ruining rather on flattering perms or indespe- indefensible shoulder pads, <laughs> this kid can regret having produced hard evidence of being an anti-Semite and/or a jackass. Let the record stand. I thought, if only we can briefly consider holding future governors accountable for it. But now the writer say- sees why this doesn't work. Uh, yearbooks ha- may feature the students, but they represent the school. The kid might not be, uh, might not be eventually embarrassed by his bigotry, but the school that let him show off that bigotry definitely will. So the school district recalled the yearbooks, which it turns out is not uncommon. Yearbooks have been recalled because a sign saying "blank the police" was spotted in a picture of a Black Lives Matter rally. There have been recalled; uh, they've been recalled because of seniors chosen quote was build that wall, because a black student was designated most likely to become a wanted criminal and because someone slipped in a Hitler quote and attributed it to George Floyd. (laughs) Uh, That's not very funny. Speaking of Hitler again, the Whitesville, New York, Central School District recalled its 2018-2019 yearbook because the new social studies teacher was quoted explaining at length why the genocidal dictator was his favorite person in history. Which brings us back to Cambridge, where the question of whether or not some uh, something racist represents the school has dominated the entire school year and not Mein Kampf. The district swiftly removed those pages, spliced in corrective pages, but something much more embarrassing and much harder to fix its mascot, Cambridge's mascot, the Indians, a drawing of a Native American man in a feathered headdress featured prominently on the district's websites, Facebook page, its gym floors and walls, its team uniforms and fan gear. At a school board meeting last week after months of contentious community debate, the board introduced a resolution to retire the mascot and the imagery effective July 1st, but there are Native Americans who are fighting that. Uh, one of them says you're, they're basically trying to dismiss the culture of the Native Americans mm. by admitting that these things were done to honor the Native Americans, not to hold them up to ridicule. Read the quote. Uh, take it. St- start from here. Here's an argument from a
1: Native American on the other right. side of that argument.
2: John Kane, an indigenous activist and Cambridge alum, stated uh, started a petition to retire the mascot. It reads in part, Native mascots are dehumanizing and promote a damaging racial stereotype of an extreme extremely marginalized people it treats native people as mere relics of the past as if they no longer exist it is erasure it is genocide that is ridiculous <laughs> he doesn't say that's ridiculous no i do you do i'm sorry but i think that you know i'll grant you when the when the image is cartoon like and plays to a stereotype, that's one thing. But the Washington Redskins, I go back to them, now the Washington football team, Mm -hmm. uh, their mascot was a very dignified Native American. So what's wrong with that? I'm I'm sorry, I fail to see, uh, you know, the fighting Irish. I might find that leprechaun offensive as an Irish person, but I see no harm in it. I see no real harm in it. Do you? No, but maybe
1: because Native Americans were oppressed. I mean, this was their land, and we stole it,
2: so now it became Well, then why don't we give it back? You know, we're talking about reparations for people who were slaves. Why don't we just give it back and all go back to Europe, or where we came from and give the land back to the Native Americans? All right, that's fine if that's what you want to do. No, but I mean, that seems a, to be what you want to do. No,
1: this is about a high school mascot. Should we uh, uh, hold up as being a... Uh, uh, as somebody that's—it's just a symbol, uh, something that's that critically important. I don't know. You know, wh- why don't they call them the uh, the, uh, the Cambridge soldiers, and you know, and to well, honor veterans. Well, what about veterans. the Chickahominy Braves? Well, you could argue that this uh, this conversation could be happening here, although it's not widely happening here. So that's
2: I'm more that's intrigued to our by benefit. the the fact that they recalled the yearbook because a kid said his favorite book was Mein Kampf, and you know obviously that sparked outrage, and they're tearing up the pages of the right, book. because the yearbook but represents they, the school, not just the kids. Did calendar. they ask him to explain why it was his favorite book? If, you know, you talk about from a his, an historical perspective that that is my favorite book because it demonstrates to me the beginnings of the most evil period in the world's history. Right. This is an important book in understanding the mindset of the man who became the most tyrannical murderer in the history of our world. You know, if if that's <laughs> if that was his motivation. I have a feeling the high school kid didn't have that in mind. You do at age 60,
1: 70 well, plus. Well, we don't know in because in we didn't ask. The College. kid,
2: we just ripped it up, and why? How why do you know did they, they didn't ask the kid? Why did they wait until the book was published? Nobody caught that going in. Where's the uh, faculty advisor? <laughs> she was asleep. Uh, I, I just don't. I, th- I think there's there should be some context to whether or not he was just doing this to be a. Smart posterior. I mm-hmm. won't use the three-letter word you I don't know, like, <laughs> right? Um, you know, or whether he was really had some motivation, actual intellectual motivation, for saying what he said, or making that that uh, that what that gesture. I guess you could call it. Then the other teacher speaking of Hitler, the white the Whiteville School District. where he got back on a social studies teacher who was quoted explaining at length why the genocidal dictator was his favorite person in history. Now, favorite person in history, that's probably... That's probably That's another, difficult.
6: Another topic. If
2: the question was the most significant person in history, and you argued that it was Adolf Hitler, I could see you making that argument because of what he did. He plunged the world into a devastating war. He killed millions of people himself, and, and led to the deaths of what 50 million people overall. Right. Six million of whom were Jews in the Holocaust.
1: One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five one. Caller is ready. Another one is coming in. Al, thank you so much for calling in. You're on the mark.
10: Weren't we all Shickalemi Braves?
2: You
1: betcha, One buddy.
10: I, except for Joe.
2: No, I was a William Penn Tiger. Go Tigers.
10: Well, Fred, Keller, Fred Keller was a Brave. Yeah. And um, us Shickalemi Braves were always proud of our uh, our name.
1: Well, I think in part in Shickalemi we avoid some of these dilemmas in that the Brave isn't caricaturized. It's kind of honored as being a tough
2: a tough cookie. That made no difference yeah. to the Washington Redskins people.
10: Well, yeah, the, that that is a little, you know, it's all right, but that's what they called them back then, the Redskins, you know, and, and they, you know, had a name for them, and that's what, that's what it was, and then now some people find the Redskins offensive, but I'm just saying that we were all sickle-me-brains, and we were kind of proud of it, and, uh, you know, he knew Conrad Weiser, right? Right. And he's a distant relative of my family's.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
10: and they had, Conrad uh, Shikalimi had a dream one time. And right. gave, uh In the dream, he gave uh, now, the Isle
2: of Now, Conrad Weiser had a dream. You got the story backwards. Conrad Weiser yeah. had a dream, oh, okay. and he dreamed that Shikalimi gave him the Isle of Kew. And so Shikalimi gave him the Isle of Kew but then said, I think we shall dream no more. Is that true? That's the apocryphal story. Okay, I don't know whether yeah, it's true or not. And then
10: another, <laughs> another fact from Conrad Weiser was he was fooling around with this squaw that was Chickalemi's squaw. Oh,
2: my God. He
10: got, <laughs> fooling he got around
2: with, with a squaw. Oh, my gosh.
10: <laughs> yeah, he rode, his, he rode his horse off of the Chickalemi uh, lookout, and he hollered, she killed me!"
2: Oh, <laughs> oh, God. oh. Moving on. <laughs> All right. right. Thank you, Al. Thanks for calling. (laughs) Yes. Next time, call some other radio station. back to doing a
1: little of this and a little of that. Thank you, sir. All All right. right. (laughs) Uh, Cindy, you get 60 seconds. Go right ahead.
3: I want to point out another disparity, I think, unfair taxation policy. This one is in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. In the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, we do not apply income tax to pension or Social Security payments, no matter how high that pension might be. So you're thinking, oh, come on, Cindy, how much could it be? Well, that SERS group awards pensions over $300,000 a year. What? So those people get a pension over $300,000 a year on which they pay not one dime of state income tax or of local school income tax. Not one dime for the rest of their lives. And I think that's wrong. I think we need to change that policy. And that's just a tax policy. We We can fix that.
1: We got problems (laughs) right here in River City. We got to fix some (laughs) of these issues. Well, and of course, we elect people in Harrisburg that once they get sucked into the vortex, all they do is fight among themselves and they never fix anything. All right. One of our listeners says, Joe, Joe, Hitler was a murderous dictator. But between Stalin and Mao, I believe
2: there were way more murdered in the name of communism. Well, I'm not not going to argue that. I'm just saying that in this case, this kid wasn't asked why he why he picked out Mein Kampf as his favorite book. The teacher, uh, I, gra- I guess, made a mistake in using the word favorite. Who was your favorite person in history, as opposed to who was the most significant person? And I'm sure there are other people would argue Jesus, and people would argue Hitler, and people would argue Mao Zedong, possibly. Okay. I mean, you could you could argue any number of historical figures, and that would be a valid discussion, would it not? if you were having that discussion, which we aren't. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, now back to our Native American Shikolami Braves, uh, Cambridge Braves. Read this
2: paragraph here. I'm not going to highlight okay. it while you read it, but there it is. Dylan Honeost, a member of the Oneida Oneida Nation, started a petition. Onondaga. Onondaga, okay. I'm sorry. Different tribe. He started a petition to save the mascot. He's campaigned fiercely to preserve it and was subsequently elected to the school board in a landslide. His argument is about pride, tradition, and, like Cain's, erasure. Removing the Cambridge Indian name and logo, he said on his Facebook page, would be contributing to the erasing of the American Indian, Hmm. as if racial stereotypes and cultural appropriation were keeping the race. Itself alive. That's the editorial comment from the writer. That's not oh, what he okay. said. Yeah,
1: yeah, you forgot to do the close
2: quote. Close so, quote. Yes. Yeah,
1: right. Scratch that racial stereotypes. But that is very interesting to point out because you know how top of the mind would Native Americans be if we didn't have them as uh, you know Shimokan Indians and Chickamauga Braves and that What did sort you play when you were
2: a kid? You ever play cowboys and Indians? Mm-hmm. You ever play the Indian? Uh, did you win or lose? Uh, Scalp I don't th- anybody? I think we played war. <laughs> oh, war, okay. Yes, and because of my last name, I was a German. Well, we played cowboys and Indians. We had cap guns. Some of us had bows and arrows. And that had those little rubber things on the end that if you shot the arrow right, it might stick to something. Okay, right, a ru- suction cup. Suction cup on the end. Oh, <laughs> Thank <brother>. you. <laughs> you know, so we did those things. And you could buy, you could go to the store and you could buy a little oh. Indian headdress.
1: All right, got to take a break. We'll be right back. Stand by Dick will be returning shortly. All right, we we've got to move on here. Uh, Dick is waiting from Milton, PA, Thanks and another call coming in. All right, go ahead, Dick. You're on the mark.
4: I wanted to. I wanted to repeat this uh, over the weekend. I think it maybe it was Friday night. One of one of the local uh, television networks, and it wasn't one of like the WNEP. She referred to your school district down there as Shaquille.
1: Oh, you got to be
6: kidding!
4: And and it's the only time. I mean, other than in the joke, the Indian jokes, the only time I ever heard anybody say that. Hmm. Maybe somebody else heard it. Okay. She- school
2: District. Well, wait, wait till they try Kishitkawillis.
4: Well, they don't, have to worry I mean? about they don't have to worry about that one anymore because it's now part of the, uh, the uh, jointure.
1: Kishitkawillis? Kishitkawillis? Is that a district or a school? In, in, it's both. Indian
4: Valley, Chief Logan, and Kishitkawillis, they're all part of the, uh, the Lewistown district. Uh, uh, they set the county down there. Oh, county in the county
1: down now. Okay. Yeah, remember. All right. Thanks a lot. Yep. Thank thanks. you very much. And Al, you're on the mark. You get sixty seconds.
10: Won't need it. <laughs> we we both had it wrong, Joe. Uh, Conrad Weiser had to give Chief Shikalimi his rifle because. T. Schickalemi dreamt about the rifle first. That's
2: right. And yeah, then you got
10: Conrad Weiser...
2: Dreamt about the Isle of Q. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
10: so we both had it wrong. Is so this let's a get joke? Oh, no, straight. I had
2: it, I had it right. <laughs> I just didn't have it complete. But you're right. That was Conrad Weiser was first with the with the with having to give up his rifle. Okay.
10: Is right. this a joke? And then the no, old, it's, it's, it's apocryphal, driving off, I'm sure. <laughs> riding his white horse off the cliff, that's just a bad joke I made up.
2: Are you sure? She
10: killing me. I'm right. She I get, get, it. Me. We yes, get, get it. it. I wouldn't put
2: too fine a point on it if I were you, Al.
10: <laughs> <laughs> well, I said it wasn't a good joke.
2: And you were right. <laughs> well, you certainly were right, All right
8: about that. Thanks, guys. All right, thank, thank
2: you. you so much Have a good week. Bye. It then. You see, you don't believe that story about Conrad Weiser and Chickalimi.
1: Uh,
2: Not believe that story. That's a little too
1: strong. But you know, whatever it's folklore, so um, that's fine.
2: So if I dreamed you gave me your new phone, but does they use would it, you do it? there's use? <laughs> wait, what, what, say if anything? I had a dream last night, you gave me your new eight hundred dollar phone. <laughs> 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 All right, well, it wasn't that much. Oh, okay. Only because the way things are with
1: the chip shortage, they give you six or seven or eight hundred dollars for your. Old phone. Do they really? It's
2: strange. Hey, life is (laughs) good. Buying a car. (laughs) You're a lucky man. Right. Well, in any event, we do have a Native American logo here in our area that no one is seriously trying to change. Mm-mm. It's a respectful one. I mean, right. I, I well, think the Shikolimi Well, and it is tied. We hear a lot about
1: the history of Native Americans. We, 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 and it's
2: honoring a specific Native American. It's not just a generalization here. It's honoring Shik- Chief Shikolimi. Right. Maybe that's why. All right. To be continued. But thank you so much, everybody, for tuning
1: in and listening in. Joe, thanks for being here. All you got to do with that laptop is close the lid. You don't have to do anything else. Well, that's true. Shut her up. <laughs> All right. You are listening to On the Mark, and we appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow at 8.30 a.m. This is News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury, 10 a.m. Time for the Dan Patrick Show, then Dave Ramsey on WKOK.